daddy disclaimer. If you're listening to this episode when it airs, I think it is a little bit important to know that this episode was recorded like two to three weeks ago. Um, I took a little break from Ask Your Dad, unannounced, I know, how deadbeat dad of me, but I decided that I needed to be emotionally unavailable to you guys to be emotionally available for myself. Not an excuse, but also like the perfect excuse. So in that time, I took some time to myself, I went to therapy, <laughs> and in all of that time, I took some time to think about the fact that this is a completely free service that I'm giving you guys all, giving all of you guys. <laughs> this is a completely free service that I'm giving all of you guys, and as much as I love it, and as fun as it is to shoot the shit with my friends, I also, you know, I need to live. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to put that. So this is so awkward for me to do, but it's something that I have to do. And if just ignore me if it doesn't apply to you. But uh, in the description for this episode, there's a little linky link where you can pledge some some dough, some cash money to help support me and to help support this podcast. It would mean a lot if you can. If you can't, ignore me. Continue Continue enjoying this podcast. But if you can, it would be awesome. Also, if you or anyone you know has a small business that you want to promote through my podcast, that would be awesome too. If you want to pay me for that promotion, even better. Love that for me. Love that for you. Uh, That's it. That's really the disclaimer. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. There's a new stepdad that's never been on the show before, and I think it went really well. So enjoy. Hi, hey. you're listening to Ask Your Dad, don't ask me why, what? this podcast is named that, we're gonna give out advice for free, for free. though we're not trained professionally, and you're gonna listen, cause we're your dads. I want to open the podcast today with scripture from the book of Saweetie. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Rule number one, never be number two. Got the candy apple whip, hit the gas, then I zoom. Mad because I'm rich and I'm young and I'm cute. All eyes on me when I step in the room. Why you stay with my name in your mouth, ho? Don't you ever get tired, that's a mouthful. Want to wear my jewels and sip my juice? Need a couple Cuban links with some big bamboos. I can't help I was born like this. Ain't my fault that you want my drip. Little bitter bitch could have been my friend. Now you gotta watch while I win, win, win. Amen. Thank you, everyone. My name is Herman. My name is Nate. Welcome to Ask Your Dad. We're the here. Coolest fucking podcast. Oh my planet. gosh, aggressive. <laughs> I don't know if I would say all that. I'd say like we're pretty cool. I don't know if it's the coolest on the planet. There's a lot of podcasts, like a it's lot cool. of podcasts. <laughs> Thank you, though. I appreciate it. This is the first new like brand new completely fresh stepdad in like a lot of months so you should what? be proud of yourself pat your back pat your back pat yourself on the back <laughs> um that's crazy yeah how does it feel that's cool i'm a fresh voice because you can't see my face true true but that, that's actually really dope that's really cool uh i'll probably play some kind of fun sound or something i don't know maybe i feel like it's it's a celebratory thing you've never been on a podcast before right never ah so on top of it we're popping his podcast cherry it's amazing popped. amazing Where? go ahead and say a little bit about yourself nate describe okay. yourself 
Uh, I'm blind. I wear glasses just like Herman. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm 21. I go by he and him. Hey. With my pronouns. Hey, important. And um, I think I'm a fun guy. I'm real. I'm real chill. I'm pretty open. I, I'm down to talk about anything. 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 Yeah. Anything. I, I'm gonna take a little note of that. I'm gonna scribble that down in my interviewer book. Um, amazing. Uh, me and Nate actually met each other in Twenty Nine Palms. So this is another desert baby on the podcast. You know, we like to keep it keep it fresh with some good old desert babies from time to time. Um, but the weird part about me and Nate is that we really only knew each other for like a couple of months in person. Yeah. It and was like then half a year. Yeah. And then we reconnected later through Instagram and Snapchat and things like that, social media. So it's just like, you know, it's a very I like our friendship because it's like a representation of the internet and how things work today. And that's a lot of what this podcast is about. So I feel like this is gonna work. It's gonna gel. It's gonna click. Yeah, we have a really um uh I don't know the word, but it I guess interesting, just because I don't um, stay in contact with many people that I usually, because um, I was always moving around and shit. Oh, so, so you, like, you learned to just cut a bitch off. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, no offense to those guys I don't talk to anymore, but I just, you know, I just lost contact with them. Or, you know, I just kind of figured I'm not going to know them past three years max, so. Right. Let's That's the way attached. it is. That's the way it is when you're like you move around a lot or you're a military kid. That's just yeah. how it happens. I was talking to Raul about that a while ago, and oh he was like, "That's kind of the reason why Raul is so quiet." He he explained. I don't know if I should be talking about that on the podcast, but he was just talking about how you know he just kind of learned to become like I don't know less social because yeah. of the fact that he wasn't going to be staying in a place for very long, yeah. which is a lot to unpack. I hope that there is some kind of like research like communication or psychology research about military kids because i feel like there is so much to unpack Mm -hmm. as someone who currently works with military kids i see it every day everybody has an issue everybody has some kind of behavioral problem and most of it can be linked to their parents not being around all the time yeah (laughs) it's i think it's just crazy because the atmosphere is that like you know everybody's at least one parent is doing the same job as somebody else's parent so yeah. like you know that like you have universal things in common that like oh yeah I've done it like everybody has that one thing they share yeah yeah so it's just kind of crazy and like I haven't lived in a military base since that was the last time in Toronto Palms oh really yeah my dad retired from there wish I was you because I am currently on a military base where and are you it's at? Ox um I'm in North Carolina I'm in uh like Camp Lejeune right now oh damn Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean it's cool got a cool job out of it um living with my parents rent free for a while so that's cool but my personality and the military just doesn't always it doesn't always meet in the middle stressful um in general is there anything else that you want the people to know about you any fun facts any what are you where you live what you do now oh okay well um Right now, I'm living in West Texas, the border city, uh, right next to Mexico. Uh, Juarez wow. speaks that. Wow. It's uh, name of the city is El Paso. Um, really, it's it's not really a noteworthy place, 
No offense. I mean, it has a little stuff here. Khalid is from here. Oh, I knew he's that. Also a, he's a military kid, too, which is crazy. Oh, he is. He totally yeah. is a military kid. It's crazy. I forgot about that. Yeah. American Teen was kind of like, that was the album. It really that, was. Yeah. That was a time. Bro, that came out my senior year here. Oh, my God. This city was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. going crazy with Khalid. I can only imagine. I wish that we had... I mean, I guess... Let me not say that. That was really messy. Damn. <laughs> because we actually have, like, a lot of musicians that have come out of 29 Palms, and I'm not saying that your careers are not popping or anything like that, but we don't have anyone that's Khalid <laughs> level yet. Yet. Yet is the keyword. There we go. I saved myself. You guys are all very talented. You know who I, you are if you are listening. <laughs> but also, I don't think you're listening, so I can just say whatever I want. <laughs> You're sneaking right now, man. It's what do you mean I'm sneaking? Less than 10 minutes and you're already sneaking. I am not sneaking. I oh. am very proud of the talent that has come out of 29 Palms. I love and there's the some other things I'm not so proud of. But the talent, I, I can stand that. Not, not proud of 29 Palms. I, I always leave that part out of where you lived in the military. Like on, um... I am unluckily, unlucky in that I came into military life in 29 Palms because my mom married my stepdad and yeah. he was stationed on 29 Palms. He got he got he got stationed in Okinawa, but we didn't go with him because he was only mm-hmm. going to be there for two years. Um, and so we just stayed in 29 Palms. So I literally never. This is my first move, and it was after I already graduated high school. So wow. it's like, it's weird. I wish that man would get out of the military so we can just have some <laughs> <laughs> some consistency in our lives, but consistency that isn't the desert. But anyway. Yes. <laughs> Anywho's, what were we even talking about? What was I saying? Um, we were going somewhere. I think we're just. Uh, you asked me for, I guess, to say another shit about myself. What do you do for a living? Oh, so I work with a Division Two soccer club, what? football club. If we're if we're getting technical, if we're getting technical, it's technical. football. It's football. All right. It's it has FC in it, but it. It's called, It's in a soccer league. Anyways, yes. So there's MLS, Major League Soccer, mm-hmm. and then there's right beneath it USL. Okay. So like, uh, soccer is not that big in the states compared to like football. You know. Yeah. But it has its it has its audience, and because of like the where I'm located, right next to Mexico, which is huge in soccer, mm. and that my whole town is like predominantly Hispanic, it's mm-hmm. really big here. So, like, mm-hmm. soccer here is, like, on it's the same level. Thing. Oh, yeah, like, the high schools here have won, like, state championships in soccer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's, they take How it did you land this job? Curious uh, to ask. Networking from a okay. uh, uh, mutual family friend, I guess, yeah. Nice. Yeah, what do you, so, like, do? So, uh, oh, my God. When I get asked that question, it's, like kind of hard to explain because i do so much there well you better get to explaining this is a but podcast neat the really okay you're right <laughs> the the main thing that i do is uh, i help them out with their jerseys and stuff so like i'll stitch on um not stitch actually i'll press on patches names mm-hmm, numbers mm-hmm, any mm-hmm. type of ads that are on their jerseys all okay. that stuff i i put that together nice and then i'm packed for them when they need to leave town oh my gosh you're like a den mother i love this for you yeah like i literally just like i'm just yeah that's exactly what you said that's my main thing but then i'm there at practice every day like today we had a, a guy out on loan so i picked him up from the hotel took him to practice oh 
I'll even set up apartments. Like, I'll go buy furniture, put together beds for them, put whoa, together... Whoa, Yeah. Like, <laughs> whoa. It's, it, I'm telling you, it's a lot that I do. Wow, you are so prepared to be a stepdad on the show. I feel like you already <laughs> have the parenting down. This is what it sounds like. You're a professional soccer parent. Soccer mom. Yes. Soccer dad. That's amazing. I'd love to hear. And these grown men are children in some aspects so i do feel like a parent sometimes i mean most grown men are children in some aspects so i'm yeah, not surprised it's, <laughs> it's like damn you uh, i'm there and like they'll do something I'm like wow uh this guy has a family at home <laughs> that is so like, <laughs> it's just stuff where it's like yo i can't find my thing it's like did you look underneath your shoes man and then it's there. No, but they're not. Yeah, it's there. Like, it's just every day. Like, something like that happens. Like, yo, I'm missing. I'm missing socks or I'm missing da 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 da. And it's like, no, you're not. It's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. Okay, but for, it's great, man. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're having a great time. I wish. Yeah. No, I can say the same. This week is a lot better, but my work can be touch and go. Um. <laughs> I'm going to ask you this question, and you have to promise that you're not going to bully me when I ask you this question. Okay? Okay. Did you play soccer at 29 Palms High School? Fuck no. I've never touched soccer in a recreational, in a team aspect, nothing. I know nothing about soccer. This is my first time in my life where I've... Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's funny because, like, I got there. I couldn't even kick a ball. And, like, these guys who are professionals... You know, like, it's funny, like, they teach me stuff. Like, Aww. they're really cool. Yeah, like, they're really cool guys. So, like, they, they got me, like, um, uh, like flicking the ball, bouncing it to myself. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, like, I'm, I'm kind of nice with it. You're kind of nice? Okay. Oh, right. Compared to March. Yeah. That's how long you've been working there? Yeah, since oh, that's this nice. is my first season with them. Wow. Amazing. That literally my last soccer experience was 29 Palms High School. And... I don't know if you guys know this, 29 Palms is right next to Palm Springs, which has a very high Latino population. And so we were in a league with them, and we lost every game. And I don't even think, I can't even just blame that. I can't even just blame that because we were an objectively bad soccer team. Like, objectively. The varsity team, I feel like, maybe was okay, but I never got to play for varsity because, uh, I think racism, personally, but we don't have to get into that. Um, It was a dreadful experience. The last positive soccer experience I had was playing rec soccer in college, and that was right before COVID, so it kind of ended as a negative experience, too, because right when it ended, I was like, wow, I could see myself doing this for the rest of college, and then COVID happened, and I was like, Dang. oh, guess I never will again. <laughs> uh, you know, That's cool, life. though. I never knew you. I mean, it sounds like you've, you've played, though, like on teams and stuff. Yeah, I played, sucked, I've played soccer since I was 10. Oh, wow. The awkward thing is that I started playing soccer because I watched a lot of Ben 10, and Ben 10 is a soccer player on the show. And so I literally oh. just wanted to be like Ben 10. But then I ended up really liking soccer. That's good, though. Yeah. And I, I, I think it that. kept me really active. Until I did cheer, it was like the thing that kept me, you know, fit that was... through school. When did you do cheer? I did cheer my senior year. So I guess, like, yeah, right after you oh, left. Got it. I audition, not audition. I guess tried out. It's a sport. It's hey, a sport. we were we were cheerleaders together. Remember for the powder puff. Oh game. yeah, powder puff classic. That was. I'm thinking. Do people still do powder? Is powder puff still gonna be a thing? Uh, I think that there are some maybe some nasty 
gender things about yeah, Powderpuff yeah. now that I think about it. I think I our know. school did it in a pretty non, like, problematic way. Like, the girls were genuinely into it, and I don't think, mo- like, because the cheer team was, like, coaching the guys, like, we actually learned, like, genuine cheer stuff. It wasn't oh, yeah. just, like, get up there and act the ass and go home. It was, like, you know, we there was really a little bit of there. structure to it. Yeah, no, we were, we had, like, positions, too. I remember when we would toss the people, like, the oh, base yeah. oh, flyers, yeah. bro. Damn, actually, like, low-key, like, doing powder puff made it so much easier when I actually started doing cheer, because I already kind of understood how stunts work from that experience. Yeah. And we did so many stunts. Oh, my Jesus Christ. And being, like, one of the guys on the team, like, you have to be a part of every stunt. Yeah. It was a lot. The only reason why I have, like, any arms is because of <laughs> cheer. Because <laughs> otherwise, I would have fifth grader arms. Hey, Adventure truly. time arms. It's a sport. Oodles of noodles. It is. It is a sport. If I could do cheer again, I think I honestly would. I had the opportunity to do, like, not professional cheer, but, like, um, what's it called? There's this, like, organization called USA Cheer, and they do, like, mm. cheer camps And so they teach people, like, every, you know, cheerleaders go to cheer camp every summer. It's, like, a thing. Um, And so you, like, learn a bunch of dances and you learn a bunch of, like, stunts and you, like, you know, grow as a team and that kind of stuff. And so me and Nina, actually, when we went to cheer camp before senior year, we were chosen as, like, the two people out of, I think, the whole camp. Or maybe they did two people per school. Can't remember. But they chose us and they, like, recommended us to apply to be counselors. Wow. Um, so I could have been. I could have been like a semi-professional cheerleader, but um, I was was a still a follower at that time, and I was waiting on Nina to finish her application. And when oh. she didn't finish it, I was just like, I guess yeah. I won't. I guess I won't do it. Yes. Yeah. Cheryl blazing. Can you imagine? My life would be pretty different. I think actually. Being a cheer coach. I mean, that's like. Damn. I mean, that's just kind of like an occupation that's so. I don't know, you don't hear about that. But it sounds like, you know, it's a thing. Like, yeah. cheer, cheerleading's a freaking big It's a deal. huge thing. Have you seen that Netflix documentary, Cheer? No. It's really good. It's really good. It's like, it made me wish that I did Cheer in college. Because yeah. it just, I don't know. I just love, I love team shit, man. I love yeah. team shit. Especially active team shit, so I don't have to, like, work out as much on my own. Because I'm working out for this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Sign me up, baby. Everybody has to contribute. It's not like a class project where someone can easily get lumped with all the work. Like, you know, it's a team dynamic that mm-hmm. everybody you, has to contribute. Have you continued school at all? That's I just did. a nosy question. No, no, yeah, it's fine. I, uh, I did. And I was going steady. Well, I don't know what I call it steady. It was a lot of dropping classes and mm-hmm. switching majors. Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, a couple months before COVID, I got put on academic probation. Ooh. They did me dirty, though. I Like, I made sure when I talked to the, not the advisor, but just the financial aid people, I was like, so if I drop this class, am I getting kicked off of financial aid? Because if I am, then I'm not going to drop it. I'm just going to tough it out. Right. And she was like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You're, you're fine. You still have... She pretty much said no. Like I was, I was good to do so, so I did. Mm-hmm. Then semester ends and they're like, "Oh yeah, you're um, you're off of financial aid now." Oof. And then like right afterwards is when pandemic hit. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take this time to just chill out and think about 
what it is uh, I actually want to do in school rather than just keep paying and, you know, just kind of wasting money at that point. Period. 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 I honestly think that college is a scam, and that's as someone who is uh, set to graduate. Technically, I already graduated, but the fact that I'm not, I don't have my diploma yet is related to the fact of college being a scam. (laughs) I get you. It's no, it, a it business. It is yes. a business. Yeah, <laughs> and that it's... is all I will say about no, that. No, it, it is. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just funny because like now it's like I feel like – I was talking to my brother. You don't really go to college to learn. Obviously, you go there to learn to you know what you're going to do in your profession. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's just all about getting a piece of paper that says, look, I was able to – do this for four years i stuck it out for four years yeah yeah yeah. basically because most degrees you know people don't even go to the workplace for what they went to school for they just end up you know getting a job but hey you have a degree right so it works out but you know i don't know it's a scam it is a scam i honestly feel like i don't know like especially today because so many people go to college now it's like college in of itself isn't a big deal anymore like you also have to have internships and you have to have experience and you have to have recommendations it's not even just like to get a job that you specifically want it's not even just college but i think we still have the rhetoric in the world of people it's like oh just get your degree just get your degree just get your degree it's a thing that you have to do just get your degree and i think that kind of disempowers people from doing like the work that they need to like fit into whatever career and then let me not even get started about like what it takes to be like a first generation college student and how difficult that experience is it's a lot but even like it's funny that most people who are like just go it's easy it's the you know it's that it comes from that generation where college was easily paid for Mm -hmm. and immediately you saw results coming out of college right so it's like they're telling people who are in a totally different situation like no you're just you're, you're just lazier you don't have what it takes like oh your socks but it's like it's a different time man you can like back then you could like drop out of school go work on the railroad for like 20 years go back get your diploma and you still have a good career right like you <laughs> um, can't do that now like, honestly that's god bless i would never work on a railroad at a railroad it doesn't sound good to me <laughs> it does not sound like a vibe <laughs> speaking of railroads i watch today at work we go to movies on mondays and we watch the new spirit movie with this kind of about railroads you know spirit the horse oh Do you remember that movie yeah from when we were kids there's like a yeah. new one like dreamworks really? made a new one and it's like the new in the new dreamworks like cgi art style and it, it was actually pretty good it was kind of like scarily realistic and i feel like most dreamworks movies are like that like when i think about like shrek b-movie I think like really scarily realistic animation and so mm-hmm. it's one of those movies i feel like i could not watch as a child but it was like it was dope there was some like good messages like cool representation um there's a lot of mexican representation in that movie which i was like what what is happening here in spirit okay work that's all right all right yeah but um i think we'll take a break and then we'll come back with the advice segment this was you meeting nate he's here he's gonna give some advice Hopefully he doesn't suck at it, because if he does, he'll never be back on this podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> about to make somebody run through a wall after this advice. Run through a wall? What does run that mean? Run through a wall. I don't know. It's the thing they say under those like cheesy Wolf of Wall Street motivational videos. 
All right. You well, know. you are two points behind for that reference, so I'm going to need you to pick it up in the next half. Okay. All right. We are back like a heart attack. Uh, hopefully, actually, that's terrible. <laughs> hopefully, yeah, you do not suffer from um, perpetual heart attacks. That's actually not something that we should celebrate at all. <laughs> Uh, but we are back, and it is the advice segment, the titular segment. Ask your dad, baby. How are you feeling, Nate? Oh, I'm feeling like a million bucks. I'm going to give somebody some life-saving advice. Have you ever given someone life-saving advice in your life? Life-saving advice? I mean, I don't want to go and take credit saying, yo, I saved somebody's life. But, you know, I've you know given advice and talked to people who are really going through it. Got you. I as well. That's why the podcast exists. That's also the like pun was right there, and I couldn't I couldn't help myself. Once I came up with the pun, I was like, we have to develop a whole plan based on this pun. It's funny. <laughs> um, but here we are. Okay, so I um well before we get into it, of course, if you have something happening in your life and you want us to talk about it on the podcast, you can send an email to justaskyourdad at gmail or you could DM us on Instagram at AskYourDadPod, or you could DM me on Instagram at HermanJohnDad. So, you know, lots of options. In the meantime, though, we are going to get into some Reddit questions. There's a lot to choose from. Um, there's one that looks really funny, and I love starting off with ones that look really funny. I could be wrong. This could be very serious, but it looks funny so far, so we're going to start with it. I'm going to name this dude, I think it's a dude, I'm going to name this dude, um, Jeremy. Jeremy feels right. So Jeremy says, what the fuck do I do? And he starts off by saying, so some shit happened. And I'm at a loss for words right now, but one of my parents fixed up some of my clothes in my room and found my girlfriend's dildo hidden in the drawer. Oh. I know, classic scenario, but it's happening. I don't think that scenario is that classic, personally. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that would ever happen in my life or in anyone I know's life. Well, there's some people that could it could happen to, but I don't think it's classic. But anyway, I'm pretty sure my mom went over to my sister's house to help clean, probably actually so she could go talk about it. So I'm kind of stuck because my family would definitely be the one to hold it over me as if I'm gay or something. Nothing wrong with being gay. I'm just not, lol. But what the fuck do I do? What do you got for Jeremy, Nate? First off, Jeremy needs to uh, probably inform his partner that they can't be leaving their sex <laughs> toys in his dresser. Like <laughs> That's where it all started. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's clean because you got a used toy. I feel like it's in not clean. Dresser? I feel like it's not feel... clean if it's in your dresser because if you went, <laughs> if you went through the effort, you know, of cleaning it, you'd think that you would just, you know, pack it and leave with it, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like if it's in the dresser, it's because it was left on the bed, left on the on top of the dresser, and you just yeah, like shoved yeah. it in somewhere really yes, quick yeah. to like hide yeah, it. Yeah, like just all right, just let me get this out. Let's not have this out in the open. Dresser, right. it's gone. Right. But that's it's not like oh she left her earrings here that's her dildo mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's it says a probably lot. something you want to not have on you for an extended amount of time. In terms of um 
your family thinking that you're gay, you can literally just say that it's not yours. <laughs> like, you can just say that it's your girlfriend's. I, it's just a really awkward situation because they end up knowing, oh, his girl does this, which is fine. But like that, you know, it's just stuff that you don't want. You keep to yourself. Yeah, I so just, So either I don't way know. you explain it, it's just going to be weird. Like, yo, it's not my dildo, but it's my girlfriend's. I just personally believe if you're old enough to be having sex or masturbating, you're old enough to talk about it, and you're old enough to, like, you know, have an adult conversation about it What you're saying is true. I just think overall it it would be awkward nonetheless to talk about your girlfriend's dildo. Yeah, fair. I would say, firstly, you should return your girlfriend's dildo. Yes. Firstly. You should be like, hey, maybe don't keep this in my room. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> secondly i would say <laughs> secondly i would say that you could just have like a real conversation with your family i mean if your family is the one to make a joke out of it then they're probably also the type that you could talk to about the situation That's, that you is know? a big factor yeah it depends what if you got christian mom you got you then know. i feel like all you can really do is just be like sorry you saw that or pretend that it never happened but from my experience pretending that something never happened does not make it stop happening I have embarrassing stories from my youth in regards to not necessarily sex, but masturbation and like porn and stuff. And I thought that if I just never talked about it with my family, we would all just forget. But somebody brought it up the other day and I was like, ouch, (laughs) we do have to talk about this, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I would say just talk about it because you're, I mean, would you rather them talk behind your back or you'd be part of the conversation? I say just be part of the conversation. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's easy enough just to clear up saying, you know what, that's not mine. If his big worry is that they're going to think he's gay, then just easily explain it. It's not yours. Yeah. Like, if they're grown-ups, they'll understand. Okay, that's fine. But it's just a funny discovery. That's probably not the first thing you would think to find in your kid's dresser. Right, yeah. It's fun. Yeah, and that's you got to give them, you got to cut them some slack. They're going to clown you because it's, like, funny as a parent. Yeah. It's gonna be like a whoa. <laughs> even if it was, <laughs> even if it was like a like flashlight or something, they would be like whoa, you know. So yeah, it's just kind of like it's it's funny. It just depends how your parents are, you know, mm-hmm. like what their energy, I guess, is like if they're cool talking about that type of stuff. Right. All right, we're just gonna scoot on along. Um, this is another advice one. I feel like ooh, this is all. Oh, that's not that much. I'm going to call this person, give me a name of like a character or a person, doesn't matter the gender, that you feel like could be like a hopeless romantic, you know? Bruce. Bruce. Okay. That's not where my mind went when I thought hopeless romantic, but I'm down for Bruce. I support Bruce. Okay. So Bruce asks, how do you follow up when someone in public is clearly interested in you? I feel like often I'll recognize in public when someone keeps looking at me, acts looser around me, finds me funnier than I am, or just in general acts different towards me in a positive way. It feels like total torture, and I'm not just talking about flirting. When it is it when is it alright to compliment someone on what they're wearing? When is it not creepy to try and make actual conversation with the person behind the cash register in a way that could potentially lead to a new friend or more? And God forbid I ever ask for their Instagram or their phone number or something, right? If it was just, I have no idea how to connect with people in an emotional sense, I'd go to another subreddit more centered around mental health. But what I'm saying is, I feel like I lack a very concrete understanding of what is okay, and I always feel like I have to be an, uh, as unassuming as possible towards people in public. 
I always see couples in public and literally think, if not dating apps, then how? Dating apps, the designated date finding place, it's the only thing that seems correct in my head in terms of asking people out. Do I really fucking need to be willing to creep women out by approaching them and saying the wrong thing in order to practice this like it's some kind of game? As if I'm not talking to another person? The last thing I ever want to do is to cause negative feelings. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. This is and this is actually very adult, like a very adult way is. of processing, yeah. like picking up chicks. <laughs> yeah, it's because you can tell the, you know, they're not like a creep. Yeah, they don't want to come off as a creep, but yeah. they just don't have, you know, that they're just. Look, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be straight up. I, I've been called a Casanova. Slick oh my talker. god <laughs> yeah, I, i'm not saying this as in a braggadocious thing i'm just saying you know there's just some people These who i guess facts. <laughs> yeah i'm just <laughs> i'm just saying like you know there's just some people who don't i guess have game okay so when you help those type of people out like you know i have people who are close to me where they can't they'll ask for that type of advice what this guy is doing i think he's i think he's overthinking it way too much mm-hmm you can easily compliment someone and they won't think it's creepy. Like, it won't ever come across as someone as like, wow, this guy's a creep. Unless you really, you know, really drop the ball on it. Like, right. You gotta say something outlandish for somebody to just automatically think, this guy's a creep. Keep him away from me. Like, he's a menace. Right. You gotta do a lot to provoke someone to, you know, get that reaction from them. Right. I think there's just a way of talking in general of complimenting where you can say where like by the words you choose, by the tone you use, it's yes. clear whether you're saying I'm interested in you as a human being versus I'm interested in you as an object. And yeah. so once you nail that, then it's not going to be creepy. It's the difference between going up to like a girl in a store and being like, damn, ma, you look thick in that dress versus <laughs> saying, wow, you're really rocking that dress. Like you look really good. Where did you buy it? What are you into? Yeah. Like, what's your... You know what I mean? Like, what? Like, I dig your vibe. Like, I want to know more yeah. about you. There's a difference between the two. You gotta show genuine interest. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes down to, like, it sounds cliche, but just be yourself. Like, don't overthink it. Don't... Like, the minute you start, like, telling yourself, like, oh, if I do this, what would I think in that situation? It's like, you're already thinking about stuff that's artificial that hasn't happened yet, you know? You just gotta... Just come off as yourself. Like, um, I think one of the things that's really eye-catching to me is nails. Okay. I always look at nails for some reason. And, like, if I see, like, a nice mat, you know, just kind of, like, smooth-looking, I'm like, yo, that's a nice <laughs> coat. That's a nice coating. You know, you, you, you sound – you just have to – you have to sound like you know what you're talking about, you know? Right. You don't just say, like, oh, nice nails or that's a nice dress. You have to, oh, that's, if you think you know what brand of clothing they're wearing or if you really know, you're really into colors and you can say, oh, that's some mauve, you know? <laughs> that's a nice mauve you're rocking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, if you're able to, like, you know, use your knowledge, what you know about what you're trying to say, then it, it's not that hard. Right. That's all connecting with people is. It's using your experience and linking their experience and hoping that, you know, that continuous linking of experiences continues. That's all interacting with new people is, to be honest. Yeah. Not to sound like a communication major, but I am one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, 
the, like the truth is you have to try harder to come off as a creep you don't just do it you don't just come right. off like that naturally. i mean there are some people who come off as a creep naturally but that's more mm, that's associated with a lot of other things you know but like bruce doesn't sound like a creep he doesn't I, sound I like think... one but he could look like one he could yeah well. Can't judge a book by its cover, man. This is like, I mean, but hold on. But if you're talking about interacting with people, and I think this is where incels are born. This is where incels oh, become boy. incels right here. If you are a man who is interested in women, in women, yes. or in anyone, if you're interested in making connections with other people, yes, you should be yourself. We're not throwing away that part. But at the same time, you need to come, you need to, I don't know how to word it. You need to like be put together. Yes. Or at least give off, like, in, so much of interacting with people is nonverbals. The way you're dressed, yeah. the way you smell, the way you walk towards someone. So there's so much more than just what you say yeah, or who you are on the inside. Because before someone's going to meet who you are on the inside, they're going to see your outside. So if you're coming up to someone and you're smiling, you're making not creepy eye contact, like positive eye contact, there's a difference, you know. There's, like, scary, like, you know digging into your soul eye contact yeah, and there's like it. i'm just talking to you like i'm interested in what you're saying eye contact yeah and you you know don't smell you're wearing something nice not nice but like nice for you you know that's a subjective word yeah you know you know when you are your best and you know when you are your grimiest it's and you shouldn't be stepping to people when you are your grimiest there are so yeah. many times where i've been out and I've seen someone who I'm like, wow, I want to be their friend. Or, wow, I want to get to know them better. But I look like a bag of rocks. And I'm like, this is not the day for this. <laughs> this is not going to end well. And I think that there's a lot of men in the world who just don't care. And I think you should. Because women have to care. Yeah. So why don't you care a little bit? Just yeah. a taste. Turn it up. Turn it up a bit. That's just it's me. That, that is true. Another thing, like what you're saying about the incels, like some, some of the, I feel like a lot of those guys problems because let's be honest like 99 percent incels are dudes mm -hmm. if they mm -hmm. um they don't they lack that those communication not even skills just like basic form of communication and then you know or they they're too comfortable like they almost don't have a filter so they'll say some stuff where it's like damn like you know, when you hear somebody say something in public and you're just like, damn, they, they really said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, if you're going to make a move on something, you got to you gotta just restrain yourself. Just don't come off too overbearing either. Like, just Yes. You can't cool. come off too strong. That's yeah. the whole thing. Because people are going to – that's the thing. Every interaction with people, especially new people in public, is like fight or flight basically. Like every time you interact with someone new – you're going off of instinct. You're going off of what you know about people to protect yourself. Most people yeah. are like that, right? So if you are throwing all of these red flags at someone and then you're like, oh my God, why don't they like me? Women just hate me. Oh my gosh, I hate women because they hate me. And you're not reflecting on the things that you're putting out into the world that gives you that reaction. Then no, yeah. no shit, you're never going to have a relationship, king. I'm sorry. I shouldn't even call you a king. No shit, you're not going to have a relationship, jester, because that's what you're serving. You're not serving king energy, but alas, this is so far away from Bruce's point, but I think, you know, be yourself, but also read the room Exactly is the, is the best way to go about it. Bruce, just don't go up to someone and be like, Hey, you got a nice, um, rack, right? Don't say something like that. You know, just give them a, a nice, simple compliment. 
look good on the day you you decide to give out compliments. And you know, just just take it easy. And also, like, don't like underestimate the power of shared experiences. Like, I think a lot of people who are in relationships, at least a lot of people that I know that are in like really strong relationships, are people who have some shared experience that brought them together, not just like strangers who met on the street. You know what I mean? And I, I mean, dating apps is, are not terrible either. I feel like I know some people who have made pretty like strong, long-lasting relationships off of dating apps. Yeah. And I think that dating apps is a completely different set of rules that we've already been talking so long about this issue. I don't really want to get into, but it's like a whole different communication playing field. I feel like, like I feel like pickup lines should be happening on dating apps because you're trying to get someone's attention. Because for a lot of people, dating is a game. So you have to play, like, dating on dating apps is a game. So you have to, like, play the game just enough to get their attention, and then you can go deeper from there. But That's why I can't do those, because I'm more of, like, I prefer in person, but, you know, in the day and age we live in, not every conversation you're going to have with somebody you don't know, you know, you're going to meet a stranger over the internet, and you'll talk to them. Right. But with dating apps, I feel like it's just a... Like, I guess pressure of, like, oh, this is the first impression. Like, make a good impression or else there's no second yeah. chances on a dating app. Yeah. At least in, if Instagram, if you slide up, you say something and it doesn't hit, you can at least, like, not try again, but you can just, like, talk to them in a different way. But with dating apps, you right. mess up the first time, that's that's game over. Right. Like, you can't. You lost. Right. Exactly. I feel like, but, but with social media in general, that's the thing. Don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself to just in-person interactions, Bruce, I would say. Because I feel like a lot of special things can happen when in the situations that you're least expecting it. Who knows? Tomorrow, a new platform, social media platform could arise where people are just making, you know, connections left and right. I've heard people falling in love through TikTok and then planning to meet in person and it actually working out pretty well. Like... Just don't close any doors. Everything is open. It's 2021. None of us know what we're doing. It's it, It'll happen when it happens. And you'll know... When you're communicating with someone, you'll know when it feels right to, like, go the next level, you know? Just trust yourself a little more than you do. Because I think you're a swell person from what I've read, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. All right. Don't be on, afraid of rejection. Don't be afraid of rejection either. Just take it. That's the thing. Yeah, that's a that's a whole that's a whole other yeah. thing. You're gonna get rejected a lot, and that's fine. And sometimes it's not even gonna be like a hard rejection. It's gonna be most of the time. It's gonna be a soft rejection, and then you're gonna yeah. get used to it, and you'll be stronger, and you'll know what you're interested in. You'll know what type of people are interested in you. It's a learning experience. That's all most of dating is, to be honest. Trial and error. Trial and error. I'm going to switch it up and get into some chaos because that was a little bit too genuine for me. Um, What do we got? What do we got in here? Uh, We're going to do an Am I the Asshole? Um, This one seems seems a little messy. Okay. So it's titled, I'm going to call this person. (gasps) It got deleted right as I started reading it. What a shame. What a shame. For reference, it was, am I the asshole for not cooking my girlfriend dinner? So maybe it got a little problematic and they decided to take it down. Um, what else do we got? What Talk else do we got in here? In a relationship? Yeah, that, that's... I don't know. I would love... 
I don't know. Like, if I were in a relationship and living with someone, I feel like that's a fun aspect of life is cooking for each other. I feel like that would be fun. Yeah. Be cute. It's a really good dynamic. Yeah, especially if, like, you have, like, alternating schedules and you have, like, somebody who does breakfast, somebody who does dinner. I feel like that's a cute thing. Um, It's cool, though, to be like, damn, we're in that time, like, I messed up making this dish and it was just... Right, you know, it's just, like, it creates bonding experiences. Yeah. Totally side shouldn't be talking about this. We should be doing advice, but they just added this feature <laughs> in Sims where you can cook <laughs> in a group, like you can cook with your kids, cook with your spouse, and I think it's just so cute. I just love interpersonal moments like that, and to be able to simulate it. Chef's kiss. What can I say? <laughs> I've never played Sims, man. I'm not surprised to be honest. You don't have the personality type to play Sims. It takes an obsessive, compulsive ass person to play Sims. It does, dude. I've seen <laughs> people play that. I'm like, damn. I mean, it's cool, but I'm like, I don't know. Minecraft's as far as I'll go. So, is that is that really your gaming your gaming library is Minecraft? Oh no. I'm gonna need you to throw a couple more a couple more examples <laughs> of games Ooh. you play. Oh, I really like um I like shooters, but single player action adventure mm-hmm, games mm-hmm. last of us okay one and two my favorite gaming experiences Fun. that i would near and dear to my heart i feel like that i've always wanted to play that game but it seems a little depressing oh <laughs> yeah that's uh that you gotta seems like be in sad. the you gotta be in that like all right like you know when you're gonna watch a movie like the pianist or like schindler's list mm-hmm. like it's like, yeah, it's going to just give you some real gut punches, you know? Yeah. Not a... It's good. It's so good, though. Like, it's 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 crazy how, like, a game can... Like, it's not even a real thing. It's just animated, you know, pixels. But it can make you feel so much. Yes. That crazy. Those... Yeah. That, that, you would like those games, for sure. I think I've played, like... Not played, but, like been in the room of someone playing like the first like five minutes of the first game you know like Mm -hmm. it's like a a family or something and the apocalypse is happening and you know shit's getting crazy shit's getting pretty weird and sad and somebody dies i don't know and then i was like "Mm, yeah because i play video games by myself a lot like i grew up playing video games with my cousins and my brothers and stuff but nowadays mostly i play video games by myself so there's a level of sadness that i cannot do and so I try to I try to play pretty happy games. Most of the games that I, I play a lot are pretty happy games, or you know, pretty like nice ranging. In you wanna terms yeah, of you emotion. want like I guess more of a I'm playing games that have fun type thing. Yes, yes, yes. To escape it, but if you ever do decide that you just wanna for whatever reason play uh, I guess more emotional game, dude, you have to Last of Us. I'll keep it on my list. Keep it on my list. Alright, um, let's do... I know I said I wanted to do, like, a fun, messy one, but this one I keep on, like, coming back to it. My eyes keep on darting back to it, so I guess we're gonna do this one. Um, it's another Am I the Asshole. I guess not another, since we didn't even get to do the first one. Alright, I'm gonna call this lady... I think it's a lady. Maybe it's a dude. Nope, it's a dude. I'm gonna call him Marty. Marty asks, Am I the Asshole for ignoring a racist comment when I was out with my kids? Let's find out, Marty. Okay, guys, I need a ruling. I, he's 44, was out with his wife, who's 42, and their three boys, 10, 7, and 2. Uh, This was our first time out in a long time. 
I am a Japanese American and my wife is white. We were eating at an outdoor restaurant and my wife was up getting the food with our older two. The people at the table next to us made a comment. I don't want to get into it, but they implied that we were filthy, carrying the illness, and moved tables. Smelly to me, my least favorite type of racist. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty bad. Pretty bad. All racists are bad. But this is a specific, topical, current era of racism that includes xenophobia and anti-Asian hate, and it's very smelly to me. I... Oh, sorry. I lost my place. Anyway, my wife noticed them making exaggerated sighs and complaining about moving tables when she came back and asked what that was all about. I told her I would tell her later. Later that night, I told her that they were making racist comments and she asked why I didn't say anything. She was mad that I just let them make comments about us without defending myself. I told her that if someone thinks that way, then nothing I say is going to change that. She said I need to show my kids that it's always important to stand up for yourself. I argue that the kids didn't even know what happened. My two-year-old is too young to understand, and my older two boys were not there. Anyway, we ended up talking about it with our friends. If it matters, they are an interracial couple as well, and both of them agreed with my wife, saying that it's important to defend your family. With three people calling me out, I am wondering if I am the asshole. Aww, Marty. Damn. Because I get what he's saying, though. Like, you don't want to... Your kids didn't see it. And maybe he's just not that confrontational guy. Mm-hmm. Plus what he's saying about, like, you know, it's true. Like, people who think like that, you just, there's not really a way to, anything you say is going to, you know, change your mind. Right. I, I'm, like, on this, like, teeter-totter about this because especially with you having interracial, interracial, <laughs> interracial kids, Marty, it's, like, super important to talk about critical race theory with your kids. Like, it's really important because if you don't, they're just going to seep into the problematic aspects of their whiteness. Yeah. It happens in the world all the time. But at the same time, this is a 10-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 2-year-old. Like, they don't... They're going to have to live the racism for the rest of their life. Like, you don't have to introduce it to them now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't have yeah. to make a big deal out of it in the moment like that could be a conversation you maybe have with them at home where you get to choose the parameters and how far we get into the discussion but like i understand why you didn't like make it a huge deal in the moment yeah the way i see it is that um they're they're that they're really young 10 7 and 2 yeah and uh if you were to like you know obviously defend yourself in that situation the kids don't grasp racism Right. The concept of it, you know, I probably maybe the ten year old has heard of like you know civil rights movements and stuff, right? In school, but to just bring such a heavy topic to them in public and then that be their way of understanding what that is, that that's gonna be a there's a lot of traumatic. like gray area. There's a lot of trauma that yeah. can be added onto it. It's yeah. just not it's yeah. not the best place to talk about it. If uh, granted, right? If your kid like if your ten year old was there and they ask you about it, like totally, I feel like it yeah. would, it would yeah, be yeah, fair yeah. to have that conversation. Or if your ten year old got upset. I mean, I feel like the natural dad response, you probably would have said something if the 10-year-old was there, to be honest. Like, the 10 or 7-year-old, if they were at the table, you probably would have just naturally said something. But, yeah, I totally get why you didn't, and I don't know if you should necessarily be guilted. (laughs) I I think it's just because he has people jumping on him. Yeah. But I think this is one of those situations where it's like, if you weren't there, it's kind of harder to, like, it's easy to say, no, I would have done this. Yeah, exactly, right. When it's happening to you. That's a weird situation. And especially in the world that we're living in now... You're with your two-year-old, right? You were just at the table alone with your two-year-old. If these were, like, that aggressive type of white people, do you want to bring that 
do you want to take that risk in that moment, yeah. you know, of somebody getting violent or something like that? Like, no. I'm never going to... <sighs> we did not ask people of color, you know, we did not ask to experience racism. I'm never going to police how people, like, navigate it in public at the end of the day. So I think that you are not the asshole at all. No, nah, because... Well, you're gonna be, yeah, you can't get mad at the guy. He's freaking the one being discriminated against. Right, exactly. You can't exactly. Pull that card on him. So it's just that sucks. It, it, it's just kind of it's one of those things where it'll probably eventually ease down. Maybe they'll hit the family members who were on him for that. And it's let me just say this: like they're not wrong. Like obviously, the right thing too also would be to defend them, defend right. yourself. Right. That's that's not wrong either. But it just that's a really tough situation right definitely all right i think we'll do one more it's another am i the asshole um this one seems a little bit longer i feel like it might be nice to end on a layered one um i'm gonna call this is a woman i'm gonna call her Catherine. Catherine is what i'm going with very eurocentric names this week but i'm into it i'm into it Okay, so Catherine says, am I the asshole for staying at my boyfriend's house for a few days? Me, this is Catherine. Catherine is 21, and the boyfriend is 20, and they've been dating for two years. Our real homes are one hour away from each other, but school is four to five hours away from our homes. I have been working at school this summer, and he works as a golf caddy at home. Okay. I feel like you're dating a boy with money, low-key. Since my boyfriend doesn't know if he's working until the night before, I have planned to visit him five times this summer where I could come down for about five days each. And I told him that this was my plan. I figured I would come home for longer, less frequent trips because it's 10 hours of driving for me and $70 round trip for gas. Mmm, a little pricey. Yesterday, I was at his house and I told him I had to leave early Tuesday. He said, you're leaving to go up to school Tuesday? And I said, no, I have to leave your house Tuesday morning. And he said, you cannot stay that long. My mom want, doesn't want you staying that long. I had gotten home Thursday night and went to his house Friday night. Also, I had been at his house for much longer than that before, and it had never been a problem, as far as I was aware. I was confused at this point and said, since when is this a problem? And he said, it has always been an issue. I just never brought it up because I didn't want you to get upset. Of course, at this point, I'm upset and I start crying because I wanted to have a nice few days with him. And now I feel unwelcome by his mom and my visit is being cut short. I told him I would leave that day because I didn't want to be in a place I wasn't welcome. He begged me not to leave, but I was so upset, I felt like I had no choice. Then he texted his mom about the issue, which I was pissed about because this was an argument between me and him and he brought her into it. But also, that's his mom. <laughs> what do you mean? And the situation involves his mom. Anyway, anyway, anyway. We got home and he talked to her while... Wait, ooh. He talked to her while I was in a different room. I heard her saying it's annoying for her while I'm here and that their house isn't a hotel. <laughs> I mean, fair. Even though I literally do nothing to bother her. I buy my own food. I never expect her to cook for me and she doesn't. And when my boyfriend is at work, I'll either sit in the basement minding my own business, working, etc. I'll go shopping for a few or go on a mile walk. She says she likes me and it's not about me, but that she's OCD and doesn't like to have guests. Mm this long and she's used to having the house being empty she says it's too much for me to be there so often also she says it's my choice to spend the time and money to see him which it is but if i never came down i wouldn't have seen him once this summer and i'm not a fan of long distance i'm just offended by this whole thing and so embarrassed that i never want to stay at his house again i talked to his mom and we quote unquote made up 
but I'm still pissed about the situation, and it just rubbed me the wrong way. If I knew she didn't like me there, I would have never stayed that long. This would not be that big of an issue if his job didn't require him to be ready to go to work at any point in the week. Am I the asshole? Damn. Girl. I don't think you're the asshole, but also, like, if you're not paying rent in somebody's house, you cannot expect them to let you stay in the house at the end of the day. How long was she... She was saying, like, five days she would be there? Yeah, five days. Like, each okay. each trip was going to be, like, a five-day staying in the house, which I understand as, like, a sibling, as a person who is pretty close to my parents. I know that if I asked even a friend to stay in our house for five days, they would think, what? You know? Yeah. That, that yep. is a lot to, like, re... Because it's you're you're going to stay with your boyfriend, but it is his mom's house that you're staying in. So yeah. she has to adjust her whole life for this relationship that she's not a part of. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, yeah, it's because it's like I get it. That's your significant other, but is there not a way for them to um, stay? Like, at, I don't know, just stay somewhere. I know it's asking a lot because then you have to start paying money to stay at a place together. Right, but. At the end of the day, you have to respect your parents' house. Right. But I know long-distance couples that do that. Like, when they go to visit each other, they'll stay in oh, a hotel yeah. for the weekend or yeah. they'll stay in an Airbnb. Best friend does that. And that's yeah. – you could literally – like, you could stay in his house, like, because she wants you to be there for a shorter time. Like, you could plan with him. Stay in his house for, like, two or three days, and then you guys save. And you can stay in a hotel for, like, the other three days, and you could still be together. He's still close to work. You probably are going to have more fun when you're not in his mom's house yeah. anyway. I no mean, shade, but it, shade. <laughs> the way it sounds is that Buddy has a lot of money. Right, so spending. Staying at his mom's house. I'm guessing Make he doesn't his pay rent. Hurt. I'm just assuming at this point. Do, 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 but, do, do, do. you know, he's staying at his parents' house. Right. They probably don't make him pay all the rent. Right. If he pitches in, he still has some good spending money to get a place for, like, two or three days. Have your woman at. Just, I mean, wouldn't you want to be somewhere, too, where you're not being, you know, not monitored, but where you're parents are in the house like just have some alone time mm -hmm. as a couple i would also say though it is kind of strange that your boyfriend is like i don't know it seems like he wants to see you but he doesn't want to make any sacrifices on of his own to see yeah. you which is not a great sign not a great sign Catherine. really isn't um because he could easily be like let me go see you like, I know, and I know it's because of his job or whatever. Like, he has to be ready to go. But, like, he could be, like, trying to make this better. He could be putting in the effort. Like, the things we're yeah. telling you are things that he could have come up with as a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like it's kind of like, well, we did this before. And especially if it was a problem, why would you keep it going? Like, I don't want to bring this up until now. Like, Right. Which is no. never... This is not good communication in a relationship. No, that's horrible. Like, and I know that you... it gets weird when, like, you involve parents. Like, it's, like, weird. You know, but yes. how long have, did they say they've been dating? Let me see. They've been dating for two years. Ah, it's yeah, yeah. That's too deep for it to still yeah. be kind of weird with the parents. To be honest, like you need to be able to communicate, even if you know, because you're not, they're not dating your parents. So like, if there's something that your parents don't like about your significant other, a lot of times, unless it's something that's just plain hurtful, like unless it's like I think that she's fat and ugly, you know, you should probably be telling them so that they're armed and they know before a situation like this happens. You know, yeah, it's just knowing that your mom is the way she is, where uh, she's not used to ha all the things he listed, mm -hmm. saying the reason why his mom doesn't like having her there. Why would you continue to have her there? Right. 
over right. the course of two years, right. which I'm guessing that they've been doing this cycle right. of traveling to see him. That's just like, bro, you're just not doing anything good for anyone. You're lying to your girl, and you're making your mom uncomfortable about it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just so you're not the asshole. Your boyfriend is. Hey. Yep. <laughs> that's usually how it is. Usually how it is. Um, tough. It's tough, but it's reality, baby. I don't think that you... I think the only way that you would be the asshole in this situation is if you continue trying to stay in this woman's house, to be honest. Yeah. She, she clearly felt bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. But, alas. Um, Catherine, I hope that that helped you, at least gave you something to think about moving forward. Um, and that's going to be it for the Ask Your Dad segment of this podcast. We're going to take a little breaky break, and we're going to come back with the last segment of the day, Daddy of the Day, baby. We are back again, back again with Daddy of the Day, my favorite podcast of the show, podcast of the show, segment of the show, segment of the podcast. Words mean things. All right, so you guys know by this by this point, Daddy of the Day is a segment where we shout out some beautiful, kind, intelligent, positive representations of masculinity in the world. And uh, yeah, we're going to do that today. I forget to say this, but if you, a listener, have a daddy of the day that you want us to shout out, you can send in an email to justaskyourdad at gmail.com, or you can DM me, Herman John Dad, or DM the podcast, podcast, ask your dad pod on Instagram, and we can, you know, shout you guys out. Just don't send us somebody who's smelly, because then we won't shout them out um sweet so do you want to go first nate or shall i go first with my first daddy what do you want to do um i'll go first sweet get into it all right so daddy of the day numero uno for me is gonna be dev patel um this guy's a english actor i want to say he is he is english isn't he i don't he's english he has a very american face he's a really good actor he is he does yeah he yeah that's a handsome man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very handsome guy but reason why i'm showing him out dude's gonna star in the green knight by it's a a24 they do all of like little artsy movies mm-hmm. like uh, midsummer hereditary mm-hmm. you know ladybird but um yeah that guy's starring in uh the green knight which is like a really cool looking high budget artsy it's like a, i think it's the what are they called the uh knights of the brown table Oh, it's like one of those stories. Yeah, so like that's fun. It's really cool, and he—he's a you know he's a different. Yeah, he's a big, uh, I guess, bigger actor, but it's a fresh face. It's not like Tom Cruise or it's not like Michael B. Jordan. This is like a guy that I feel like, well, especially we lately, we haven't seen him a lot in things. Yeah, he—he's just kind of like, he—he <laughs> he will like drop some Academy Award performance, mm-hmm. then disappear. Mm-hmm. and then he comes back and does another one that's just like what he does mm-hmm. so it's nothing but respect for that guy honestly yeah he's a king definitely gonna watch you, you guys should definitely go check out um, The Green Knight it's do you know when out. it comes it's out Friday. oh wow yeah, Friday. wow wow wow, yeah. wow wow am I down to start going to movie theaters again I don't know let's hope one day <laughs> it makes me a little anxious still I, I don't know why it makes me anxious but it, it, it do it do Literally, I watched Space Jam at my house. I watched Black Widow at my house. And I could have gone to the theater, but alas. You said you've seen it? No, I haven't seen Black Widow. And I unfortunately saw Space Jam. (laughs) 
I don't know if it's unfortunate. It's a kids movie, Nate. Be kind. It, no. <laughs> you know what? It can be judged. It can be judged. Ob- obviously, the first one and this one are both just giant ads. Yeah. But this one is just, it's not even Space Jam. It's just Warner Brothers, the movie. That is true. That is very true. I would say the most enjoyable stuff of that movie is the Looney Tunes stuff. Yes. Which actually does not make up that much of the movie <laughs> in a weird way. Yeah. Um, and I Fun. actually, this is an unpopular opinion, but I actually really enjoyed Don Cheadle as the villain. Like, Yo. there was something, like, scarily charming about it. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed him in that role. He's definitely the most memorable thing. Yeah. Which is crazy, because, like... LeBron, LeBron James. James. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> Don Cheadle stole LeBron James' movie from him. That's oh, the fair, way I see it. Fair. That's the way I see he it. He really did. You know what? You know what? I'll get into the daddy I was actually going to say, but Don Cheadle, I'm just going to drop you in there. Honorary. Because you, you kind of did what you needed to do. He, You know what? He came... I feel like he came to work every day, and he was like, this is Loki a shit movie, but I'm going to act my ass off. For real? And hey, <laughs> Why? Why did he put in so much effort? Like, you could see show. it. You could see the, like the villain arc you you could see it he put he put his everything into that role for some reason and i that kind guy, of love it <laughs> like loki needs to be cast as the villain like in a i want to see him in more villain roles yeah. like in a serious villain role because i feel yeah. like he can nail it he has that very intellectual like look to him you know like that guy is he's plotting some yeah definitely okay my actual not actual let me not you know, let me not take anything away from Don Cheadle, because he's a king. But the daddy that I was going to talk about next was, um, he's known as Rico Takedo on TikTok. Um, his real name is Eric, I believe. He's just a he's just a bright little little spot of sunshine on the internet, and I am quite obsessed with him. I have he's one of the reasons why I started using TikTok, like actually, because I was like, oh, there's like cr- content creators like this on this platform that's sick and my like one viral tiktok he's actually liked which is crazy it's like it felt very full circle and cute like i almost deleted the app right then because i was like this is all i needed <laughs> like, this is i see him he sees me we see each other he just makes fun cute funny gay fun tiktoks and i support his brand and i wish i could emulate his brand i don't know if i'm capable i really don't he was in a magazine recently which i think is so cool as like a content creator of color that doesn't even have that crazy big of a following yet i don't know i just ah. the future seems so positive in terms of like media representation and like who's getting seats at the table and stuff like that and i hope that he continues to grow in his career and i'm just shouting him out that's my that's my first daddy yeah outside of don cheeto i like rico right i know right it just rolls off the tongue yeah it's very fitting i like that all right. Uh, Daddy, the day number two is going to be Lil Nas X. King. Dude does not miss. Like, <laughs> he got good music. Like, he do real. got like, good he's music. Like, a, like, he's... Old Town Road was like, damn, like, that's, that's going to be him. Like, that's going to, you know, that's going to define him. Like, people are going to... He'll put out, you know, stuff, but he's just going to be seen as Old Town Road. No, like, every song he drops is, like, that's his new song. Like, that's his new theme. Like, the uh, Montero and Panini. Like, all the other follow-ups to Old Town Road are, like, they're good. They're good. But they're also, like, 
he changes it up enough to where it's like, damn, like it's fresh. Like you're you're always kind of looking into um, I guess what, what what's his next? Song? Yeah, what's his next what's, move? Yeah, he's a, just a very versatile artist who is also a baritone, which I support. I've talked about that on the podcast before. That the range that he sings in is like so comforting in pop for some reason. Because I feel like most like male pop singers are all up in the falsetto doing all kinds of high crazy notes. And he's just very like, yeah, he's just very like deep and like fun, which is fun. Like that's why I like, I love the concept of him as a country artist in the beginning. And when he, you know, I think that that is the biggest gag of, of the world. I feel like him getting all the awards and notoriety from a song like old town road is just so, it's just so nice. I just love making white Republicans mad. And that's what that song did. And the kids love it. The kids are obsessed with it. To this day, if you play Old Town Road at work, the kids are like, they lose their minds. Yeah. He just has like a grip on the world and he's a creative genius. And I just am so excited for what comes next. When the album comes out, I will not sleep. <laughs> I really like how much he owns um, being gay. Like, I think that's yeah. really a, a good thing. Like that dude doesn't back down like he like he's proud like that's a really cool thing to see is because i mean i can't I'm, I'm just going blank obviously there's you know bigger art there's huge artists like frank ocean stuff right but this guy is so pop like there's right the guys who it's in their mentioning but this guy's whole brand is I'm right gay. and it's songs that come on the radio yeah like he's talking like he's it's kind of like you know like female rappers like Nicki minaj like just or like Meg Stallion, like the way they they're so like in your face about it, just like mm, 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 just mm, like mm, themselves, mm. and they're getting notoriety for it is yeah. like a super powerful, awesome progressive thing. Yeah, so I just I, I respect it. That's really cool seeing him just like you know all the thing. accolades just stack up on him every time he drops. Mm-hmm. So it's just uh, it's, I don't know. Like he's a guy that like I never thought he'd be taken like more serious. Like more than Old Town Road, I thought that was it for him, and I was like, "That's cool." Like you got that song, but shit, industry baby, that's nah, that's slaps. a fun song. That's I don't know song. if I love Jack Harlow on it, but it's growing on me. The Jack Harlow gross verse is growing on me. I just I've talked about this. I was talking about this with Sadie the other day. I just feel like pop rap features on pop songs. We can stop doing it. I think yeah. that the point has been made already. I feel like it is such a boring device to use in promoting a song and i think that a lot of times it's unnecessary i don't think the cardi b verse is necessary on the new normani song i don't think the jack harlow verse is necessary on industry baby i just feel like sometimes we just slap a rapper on a song that a rapper didn't really need to be on he no the reason why i think they slapped him on there is because he has that like what's the word he has like that like he's not i don't think jack harlow's gay or anything he's not but he jokes so much about it, so I think that's the thing that made them put oh, him on it. Like, oh, he's it's like a like, coy little thing, you know? Yeah, like even in a music video, he's like slipping guys' books and like winking at them. So it's yeah. like, but then he's like, I don't address rumors, but I'm not joking anymore. It's like, all right, well, that's cool. But that's why are you cool. on this song? Why are you on this song? That? You know? I, I mean, and granted, I did not want to see him shaking ass. I did not want to see him in, you know, like the shower <laughs> scene, for instance. I don't need to see Jack Harlow in that degree. So like, you know, it works, but also it's like... They're going to forget about I it. I feel like there's like, something else that could have been there. 
Like I would have loved a female rapper on this song. Yeah, 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 yeah. That it just it's it's it seems kind of like a waste. Like I mean, he did his thing. It's whatever. just there. I feel like he could have been on a different song on the album. That's the thing yeah. about music, though, or the music industry, is that sometimes a lot of it is like, um, you know, like these people seem like you know, like buddy buddy, like on social media and stuff like that. But a lot of this is like label pressure. Yeah. To like be like, oh, we're gonna make the song more popular by putting these two people together. And sometimes artists don't have as much of a choice as they would like of like where that ends up going. Like yeah. sometimes the label will be like, this is the song that I think will be popular and we want to up this person's profile right now because they have a project coming out. So we're going to exactly. put them on this song yeah. kind of thing. Like the, he just sold out, I think, his tour, uh, Jack Harlow. So it just, uh, kind of, yeah, it, it seems more like a business move of him being. Yeah, there. right. It but music kind of... is a business. You have to remember exactly. from yeah. time to time. Yeah. Most things are because we live in a capitalistic society. Alas. Speaking of the music industry, my last daddy of the day is another musician who I love, who has been my daddy multiple times on this show. The king, the legend, the icon, Omar Apollo, because he was on one of those late night shows like recently and he performed his new single, um, Go Away, and the this is the first time that I've watched an Omar Apollo performance and thought like, wow, this is like a visual moment because he's such like a... I don't know. There's artists that I watch and there's artists that I listen to. And for Omar Apollo for a long time, he was just an artist that I listened to. Like, I like a lot of his music videos, but they're not like, I don't know. I just don't think of him as like a super visual artist. Yes. But he is. He, but he literally is. It's just like for me, it's like a lot of his visuals hasn't resonated with me. Mostly because the artists that I like stan are artists that like it's just, perform, yeah. like do yeah. so much. And he's more of like a, you know, he dances. And he sings, but he mostly is usually he usually has a guitar in his hand. Like it's a different vibe to watch a performance of like a musician versus a performer. And this was on a talk show. He did this. Yeah, or, I think it was on oh, okay. late night with like who's that guy? Seth Meyers is that his, is that his name? Oh yeah yeah yeah. I think it's yeah. I think it's that. Um, and it's his new single Go Away. And the like visual production is so cool. He said he was inspired for the introduction because he's sitting on like a bench. And, like, there's, like, snow and, like, a lamp on the bench. He said it was inspired by the scene where Jiraiya dies in Naruto, which is just, like, chef's kiss to me right already from the from the top. And then just through the whole performance, it was just very, like, I don't know. It was a performance, which is so cool because his, his career is building. And so I want to see him, you know, center stage doing cool stuff. Like, he's an indie artist, but I want him to perform like he is on, you know, like Little Nas X. Yeah, I want him to no, perform yeah, yeah. like he has all of the funding in the world. And yes. that's what's that's what we're getting recently, and I love that for him, and I support him, and I think he's so cool. Another queer artist that I stand. Oh, I didn't know he's queer. Yeah, a lot of his songs are about boys. I don't like. I know who he is. A lot of people that I know are into him. So I just see him pop up on my feed and stuff. And maybe I've heard a couple songs. I can't tell you if I have from him. Mm-hmm. But that's cool, man. Yeah, um, definitely check him out. He's a sick dude. Sick dude. Well. That's pretty much it for the Daddy of the Day segment. Nate, do you have anything that you want to talk about before we go? Anything you want to promote? Um, as of right now, I would just say support um people in your local area. I know we were joking about the Twin and Palms mm-hmm. dudes, <laughs> but listen, there's a lot of creative visionaries in your cities that literally people just don't recognize because they just want to, you know, go to what they know. Literally. But, like, uh, it's just been the biggest thing throughout the pandemic, support local and stuff. But really, like, like, t- 
talk to talk like do that you know don't just post it like you got to really like support those people who are around you and like really they're they're knees deep into what they're doing you know they're sacrificing giving their all so they deserve you know our time yes respect support small businesses small artists because that's how they become big businesses yep. and that's how we topple people like jeff bezos is by yep. supporting <laughs> supporting on the ground and letting those people build up and get to you know hopefully not the toxic area that jeff bezos is but the successful area that jeff bezos is yeah successful mm-hmm. love it would, he, would jeff bezos ever get daddy of the day on here he would never get daddy of the day what would take what would it take for him to get daddy of the day on here jeff bezos would have to um buy his soul back from the devil okay and with the leftover money like you know end world hunger cure cancer pay his fucking employees at the bare minimum (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like there's a lot he would have to do a lot a lot dang jeff phase that guy went into space it's just so for what though he's not a scientist like he just went to space to go to space for the fun of it there are people who dedicate their entire lives from their childhood into going to space and they're astronauts and they don't even go to space like they like just do like numbers or they like yeah. you know train to go to space and they never get to go, yeah. and he just got to go because he has money. Yeah, and it, oh, the worst part is when they interviewed him afterwards and he, he was like, he said it like, oh, thanks to the guys who um, work for the people who buy stuff from Amazon. Like he said it thinking it sounded genuine, but in reality, it's like yes, we literally paid for this guy we to go did, to space. We did pay I, for him to go to space. I, I, I paid for him. Like we I did. got him his ticket. Literally. I feel like I've spent a uncomfortable amount of money on Amazon, actually. So, I did. It's I'm part of it. I am part of the problem, alas. You funded. I funded. I funded his space trip, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a thing to um, uh, promote as well. I don't know if I'm gonna do like an ad in the episode. Maybe not. I'm lazy. Now that I'm saying this, I know that I'm not gonna do an ad in the episode because I'm already talking about it now. Um, but I made a YouTube channel, I think two podcasts ago, I was talking about how I wanted to make a YouTube channel for me to do Sims Let's Plays and Sims Challenges because I just, I play so much Sims, might as well monetize it. <laughs> no, but genuinely, I just like, there's a lot of people who I, I talk about things that happen in my Sims game a lot. And I wanted to just, you know, get in the habit of recording that because there's some funny moments or some good moments or some interesting stories. And it's just like a fun storytelling medium for me to practice, I guess. Um, and so I'm really excited about it. Um, you can literally just search Herman John Dad um, on YouTube and you'll probably find it. I can also put the link in the description of this podcast episode. I think I'll do that as well. So if you're interested and you want to see me play Sims, uh, by the time this episode is out, I should have another video up. Right now there's two videos up. There should be three by the time this video comes out. So get into it. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Nate. Oh, of course. It was such a pleasure and an honor to be on here. Dude, It's uh, it was really great uh, catching up. I know. Like, really f- semi-face. Face to voice. Face to voice. <laughs> face Damn to voice. I- That's kind of what uh, the podcast kind of began as, is like everybody who was a stepdad was like just people who I wanted to catch up with, who I knew had something interesting to say, but also like we don't get a lot of opportunities to talk. So it's like, yeah. let's... Let's monetize our conversation. <laughs> Money. 
uh you know you know the vibes but again genuinely thank you i feel like you brought such a fun fresh perspective there's not a lot of weirdly there's not a lot of male stepdads on the show so it's nice when i can when somebody asks to be on it um that hasn't been on there before because it it you know new perspectives it's nice i love it rodell was actually on the podcast last week so this is like a fun like a fun back and forth i feel like that's that's why i was like dude rodell's on there i gotta get on there yeah, he's been I, I on there a couple it, times. Yeah, I've seen it on the the the, the page's Instagram. Mm-hmm. The little voiceover reads. That's what really got me interested in coming on. I was like, damn, like it, it looked like time and effort was really being put into what you're doing. So I was like, ah. dang. Thanks. You know, I do try. I recognize it. I recognize the. I see it. See. Thanks, man. That means a lot. Now I'm gonna end the podcast before i cry because that was sweet i'm gonna (laughs) stop it right there see you guys next week stay kind um stay alive no pressure